Hi, welcome to Coast Hills Church Weekend Online Sermon by Pastor Chet Lowe. We invite you to attend our services on Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m. Our address is 5 Pursuit, Lisa Viejo, California, 92656. We hope to see you soon, and God bless. Stand with me as we honor God and His Word, a tradition at Coast Hills as we see as a part of Scripture. It's John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Thank you, Hannah. John chapter 11. We've been studying this. Listen to verse 25. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Would you pray with me? Father, so thankful for being outside. Thankful for the heat of the sun, the coolness of the shade. We're just so grateful, Lord, that you've given us the privilege to be together as a family. And I pray we get to know someone we don't know. That we go into a restaurant and be kind and good and tip well for the sake of the gospel. And Jesus, I pray, bless our endeavor in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Would you have your seat? Well, I once again, want to once again welcome you to our Back to Church event. Now, if you're new here, we really want to welcome you and encourage you to be a part of the exciting things that's happening at Coast Hills. But if you are Coast Hills Church, all right? So let's give it up by applause. If you're Coast Hills Church, let me hear from you. All right, there's some ownership. If you're Coast Hills Church, we want to encourage you to re-engage on a weekly, did you hear that? On a weekly basis as we grow in grace together. But it's, imp- it's appropriate this time of year about thinking about going back to church because we're thinking about going back to school. And going back to school, well, Unfortunately, it signifies it's the end of summer, and summer days have come to a close, but it's also the beginning of a new school year, a new school year, and new, new signifies so much in my home. You see, my son's voice changed over the summer, okay? There's got some, there's some growth. Now, he doesn't know I'm saying this, and I can't see him, so I feel safe. But not only that, he went to the doctor, and the doctor could not believe how much he's grown. Because when you think about new, you think about change, you actually think about growth, it's time to go back to school, right? Well, this time of year, we're all involved with back to school. Let me explain. Grandparents, you're involved. You are so happy to be uninvolved As you watch your kids suffer with their kids, it's like a peaceful payback for everything that you went through. Grandparents, amen. Parents, your parents are watching you go crazy from store to store trying to find the exact supplies for your kids because unfortunately you procrastinated and now even Walmart doesn't have colored pencils any longer. Young adults... Maybe you're back to your semester, or you're into your new career having had graduated. It's a new season for you, but kids, listen up. 
What I've known about my kids every school year is that everything has got to be new. It's got to be new folders. It's got to be new paper. It can't be the old paper that's in the closet. No, it's got to be new paper that's plastic wrapped in a ream, Dad. And it can't be the pens that are in the junk drawer. I've got to open up and smell the plastic, Dad. Come on, we need new things because that's a new school year. It's all got to be new. Now, as a parent, that would be great if it was just supplies. But it's not. It's new clothes. It's new shoes. It's new socks. It's even new accessories like my daughter said, Dad, new year? new things. It's just a matter of fact, because kids are so concerned about those first impressions at school, and they want to make sure that all of the kids know how cool they are. In fact, so much, I called my daughter first day of school, and it's 6.30 in the morning, and this is what I get. I'm so excited to say, I'm praying for you. She answers the phone, and she goes, I'm a wreck. I can't get into my locker. I'm walking to the office right now. I got to go. Click. No prayer, no Jesus, no like, I love you, I'm praying for you. It's just, okay, Jesus, just be with her. But there's a truth about that phone call. And there's a truth about that phone call that's true in all of our lives. And back to school is just a season. No, back to school for us mostly is a lifestyle. We're running from here to there like a hamster spinning on a wheel. And in all the hustle and bustle of life, I find it amazing that we remember everything but one thing that we tend to neglect because of the busyness of our lives. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the people who are smart, they say we're made of four different parts. They say that we're made, made of mind, that we're made of body, that we're made of soul, and we're made of spirit. And it's amazing to me how much we focus on mind and body and soul. And we tend to neglect the fourth. We tend not even to think about, to think that, well, that will take care of itself. And we focus on mind and we focus on body. But how many celebrities do we need to see failing and falling apart until we realize the impact of neglecting our spirit. I mean, they have everything of mind, of soul, and of body, yet they're not satisfied. They don't feel filled. Even in the media this week, we see them falling apart, one after the other, marriage after marriage. When you've got everything that the world can offer, what else do you need? Well, there's one thing that's oftentimes neglected the impact of a lack of spiritual investment. The impact, even the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps has recognized that we are made of these four parts. And they have also recognized that we've neglected, as a Marine Corps total, the fourth part, the spirit. But they're realizing in all of their studies that the spirit impacts, radically affects the rest of the other three. Let me give you an example. It's after summer vacation, right? After summer vacation, you look in the mirror, and your mind looks at the mirror and goes, wow, I think we gained a little bit of weight (laughs) after summer vacation. The body goes, yeah, I, I can't button these jeans. The soul goes, but I'm really hungry, and I'm really thirsty. And the spirit, well, the spirit determines 
if we really believe what we're thinking. The Spirit determines if we'll really process what we need to do in order to become what we need to become. It's the idea of, will I have pizza and Coke, or will I choose a salad and water? And the Spirit is the thing that determines this. Now, I know some will call this the will. But I want to let you know, that is just a secular term for the spiritual component that affects the rest of our life, even our eternity. Gang, listen. I don't know if you know this, but what you believe is how you will behave. What you think about something is going to be affected by what you believe about it. And when we take the time to invest into the most important thing, the priority thing, our spirit, let me explain what happens. All of the things we're afraid of, the fears that we have, even being with people or going back to school or the anxiety that we have, when we invest into the spirit, God pours in faith. And no longer are we just a conqueror. No, the Bible says we're more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror? You see, a conqueror will defeat and they will win the battle. But someone that's more than a conqueror, whether they win or whether they lose, they know they have victory in Jesus Christ. Christians, amen? That's the benefit. And no longer do I live by the lie. No longer do I live by the lie, but I choose to accept the truth. You see, the lie, well, I determine my way by, by the noise of the crowd. But the truth, I choose to go the course of the cross. And I hear my Savior calling me at, to come to Him, and He will give me rest. You see, if I invest into the Spirit, I'm no longer stuck in the bondage of sin. I'm set free, and I'm no longer just living. I actually have a purposed life. And there's no greater person to nurture our spirit or to understand how our spirit operates than the person who created it. And his name, say it with me, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Jesus is the person that we go to. Now this to me, it makes sense. If I've got an iPhone that's got issues, I'm going to the Apple store. And if I've got Windows on my computer that's got some problems, I'm going to give Microsoft a call. Of course I'm going to call on God with the issues of life. And whether they're big issues, such as, who am I? What's my purpose? Where am I going? And where will I go when I die? Those are big issues. And God's got the answer. What little issues? What subjects should I take in school? What college should I go to? What should be my career path? What clients should I take? God says, come to me. I can help you with those issues. This is exactly what we've been learning at Coast Hills. I read it in John chapter 11. Jesus walks into one of the issues of life. It's a tragic situation. There's a guy, his name is Lazarus, and he's dead. He's actually been dead for four days, but the sisters, before he died, they send a text message to Jesus. Hey, listen, I need to let you know, your friend is sick. And Jesus, he walks into this situation four days after the death of Lazarus, and one of the very first things, listen church, one of the very first things that Jesus says is this, I am the resurrection and the life. Would you say that with me? I am the resurrection. Wow, you memorized your verse this week. I'm really proud of you. I helped you. I'm the resurrection and the life. 
he doesn't try to change their mind. They're disappointed that Jesus didn't show up. He doesn't run to the tomb and raise Lazarus' body from the dead. No, that's not what he does. He, he doesn't even weep with them until after he says, I'm the resurrection and the life. The very first thing he does, not the last thing he does, not at the end of his day when he's exhausted, not when everything else is accomplished. No, the very first thing he does, he nurtures the spirit with faith-filled words, and he says this, I am the resurrection and the life. That's the first thing he does. He invests into the spirit. I'm the resurrection? Hey, listen, I, I, I'm going to conquer death. And I'm the life? Oh, I can give you eternal life. Because, gang, we all know this life ain't it. There's another life. And the decisions that we make in this life affects that life. And Jesus walks into the issues of life and he invests into something spiritually because he knows the spirit component is the priority. And Jesus, he's the perfect example. Jesus is the perfect example of someone who made the Spirit his priority. He spent so much time in prayer. He spent so much time in fellowship with the disciples. He spent so much, listen Coast Hills, so much time in service to God. That when this hour of despair came upon this family, because he's invested into his Spirit, he is able to pour hope and life. He says, I know it may appear to be the end, but with his spiritual perspective, he's saying, just like this new school year, this is just the beginning of another. And after he ministers to the Spirit, he goes to the tomb, he calls Lazarus out, and Lazarus comes walking out of the grave, and he comes walking into new life. Gang, that's the story of the gospel. New life. God has dealt with the biggest issue of life. There was no way for any single one of us out here to get to heaven. There was no way. None of us could live a perfect life, and God required perfection in order to enter heaven. And God, knowing that none of us could do it, he sent his son, who he knew he could live the perfect life. And then, after had living the perfect life, he could offer that perfect life as a ransom and say, I'll pay the price. I've done the life and now I'll pay the price. And he died on a cross, but just like Lazarus. Three days later, he rose from the grave and no one called him out outside of himself. His father, the son, the Holy Spirit, he raises from the dead. And now he can truly say, I am the resurrection and the life. Hey gang, I know it's time to go back to school. And I know we're all in that mindset. And I know we've gone back to the gym. And I know that we've gone back to filling our mind with education. And I know that we're helping our body at the gym, filling our mind with education. And I know we're eating all kinds of good food. But maybe quite possibly, this back to school season is a time for us to make a commitment to invest in the priority of the spirit that affects every other thing, every other decision in life, that fourth component, our spirit. Would you pray with me?